0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Promise Perspective podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Schleter, and I'm also the founder and owner of the Promise Perspective. If you're listening in today, I'm so glad that you're here, and I hope to fill your heart today with truth and encouragement. On today's episode, we're going to talk about music as it relates to our relationship with God. Um, God convicted me convicted me about two years ago, to stop listening to secular music, rap music in particular, and I want to take some time today to share with you what I've learned from this, how this transformed my walk with God, strengthened my faith, and most importantly, how I was able to hear so much more clearly from God as I allowed Him, reluctantly, I will say, to tear down things in my life that did not serve Him. So we're going to talk about just how important music is to our lives and our walk with God. So let's get into it. how important music is to our relationship with God. Like I love music and your girl has always loved rap music. I've listened to it my entire life. Fun fact, actually I was the neighborhood plug for burning CDs. Remember when we had CD players and putting playlists together for my friends. Rap music is what I always worked out to. Other people might say they love country or rock and roll or pop. In fact, I was thinking about it as I was getting this episode ready, but I don't think it's possible for anyone to not love music. I mean, right? Like it's impossible. Is there anyone out there? Let me know that just doesn't like music. (laughs) Like, no, I really don't think it's possible. And my goal with this podcast is this, well, this ep- episode in particular is not to tell you that you're a horrible person for listening to secular rap or secular music. I'm not here to tell you that. I'm just here to give you some truth and to testify about how music impacts our lives a lot more than we think. We inherently Love music because it's part of our design as spiritual beings, as children of God. The music we listen to is so much more spiritual than we think. And the first reason for this is because God used songs and instruments as a way to worship him. This is confirmed all throughout scripture. And I'm going to give you a few examples. Okay. Um, Psalm 150 chapters 1 through 5 say, Praise the Lord, praise God in His sanctuary, praise Him in His mighty heavens, praise Him for His acts of power, praise Him for His surpassing greatness, praise Him with the sounding of the trumpet, praise Him with the harp and lyre. I think that's how you say it lyre, lyre. Praise Him with timbrel and dancing, praise Him with the strings and pipe praise him with the clash of symbols praise him with resounding symbols colossians 3:16 says let the message of christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms hymns and songs from the spirit singing to god with gratitude in your hearts amos chapter 6 verse 5 says you strum away on your harps like david And improvise on musical instruments. Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13 says, The trumpeters and musicians joined in unison to give praise and thanks to the Lord, accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments. The singer the singers raised their voices in praise to the Lord and sang, He is good, his love endures forever. I can go on and on. Music is biblical. Why did people sing so much in the Bible? Because worshiping God through music not only helps to remind us of his faithfulness, but it's a spiritual act that uses our praises to God so that he can go to war for you, for us. Literally, there is so much spiritual power in music. And we hear people talk about the power of prayer all the time, right? But The power of praise and worship is just as important to talk about, too. So, what does praise mean? It simply means to give thanks to God. Praise is our way of confirming and declaring who God is. And praise can be done in prayer and through music. Music is from God, music is spiritual. I'm not going to lie. Worship and service and church service used to be my least favorite part about church. I was that person like, let's just hurry up and get to the message. (laughs) But now it's my favorite part. And singing and dancing to worship music is not just something you do in church. It's something you can do anywhere, like in your car, in the shower, cleaning the house, anywhere. And when I listen to worship music now, y'all, I've had revelation. I've had breakthrough. I feel closer to God when I'm worshiping than anywhere else. There's something supernatural that takes place when the songs that you consume are songs of praise. We're literally joining the angels in heaven when we worship. Because in heaven, there will be praise constantly. And I find so much joy and comfort when I worship and sing and blast my Jesus music because I know that I'm joining a choir of angels on the other side of those clouds. So when we talk about worshiping, some people might have a preconceived notion that 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 might have some religious, ritualistic type of meaning to it. But I don't want you to think of religion when you think of the word worship, I want to simplify that for you because worshiping in this context takes the form of just, it's just the act of singing or dancing to God. That's it. Giving praise to God. And the reason there is so much power in doing this is because it not only changes our perspective or lifts our mood, but it moves God. God. To act on our behalf. Worship is a weapon. It's a spiritual weapon. Praise and worship to God requires him to move. And God desperately desires to show you this. Second Chronicles, um, it recaptures the kingship of King Jehoshaphat of Judah as he and his people were, they were at this time they were being closed in on by an army of different tribes who were coming to seize the land. So what did those people do? They prayed. And it says in chapter 20 that King Jehoshaphat appointed people to sing and give praise as they confronted these armed forces, as they confronted their enemies. And it says that the moment they began their shouts and praises, the Lord set an ambush against these armies and they were defeated. The people didn't have to lift their swords. They just lifted their voices. Like God truly does fight for us. And another example in the book of Joshua, God told Joshua that he was handing the city of Jericho, the king and its soldiers over to the Israelites. But the barrier here was that there was a fortified wall around this city that was incapable of being penetrated, incapable of being brought down. And God told Joshua to march around the city walls for 6 days, and on the 7th day to march around the city and blow the trumpets. And Joshua chapter 6 verse 20 says that the troops shouted and the trumpets sounded, and when they heard the blast of the trumpet, the troops gave a great shout and the wall collapsed. You know, maybe there's a barrier You're walking around right now that you can't seem to move. And I just want to encourage you, don't stop on day two, day three, day six. Keep praising God in the middle of your storm. Like, don't stop and just watch what he does. In the book of Acts, at this point, the disciples were fulfilling their great commission and the apostle Paul and Silas were in prison. And prison was a familiar place for many disciples during that time. And it says in chapter 16 that at about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the jail were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains came loose. Chapter uh, chapter 16 verse 25 through 26. I mean, I just gave you three examples, but do you see how worship is our weapon? Breakthrough is always a result of praise. And God hasn't changed. He's still the same. It's it's so much more than just a song or just music. And the first time that I experienced the power of, of worship music was when I was going through my reconstructive bowel surgeries. And at that time, I was still listening to secular music, but I started incorporating worship music on my playlist. And like I said, I was still listening to that rap music, but something was changing in my heart as I was choosing to praise God in the middle of my storm it was infectious almost. It was it was changing me. And several months later, that's when God laid a heavy conviction on my heart to come completely stop listening to it, to secular music. And I was mad, y'all. I thought, well, pfft, this is impossible. How am I going to stop listening to my rap music? It like I'm I'm a gym rat too. I love working out. I love lifting weights and I was like this is the only thing that pushes me in the gym like I need my music. Ugh, I was I was so bummed but God kept convicting me on it and he was persistent. I started feeling like I don't know like I started to feel like going along to all the cuss words and the perversion in the music that I was listening to, I started to feel like wrong. It's like a kid that's doing something they shouldn't be doing. And they look over at their parents and their parents are already looking at them like, I told you, you shouldn't be doing that. (laughs) But in the most loving way possible. So I told God, I was like, okay, but if I stop listening to this stuff, I'm going to need you to help me find some music. And let me tell you something. God put some of the dopest Christian rappers in front of me. I keep coming across new artists all the time and I'm not trying to boast. I'm, I'm boasting in the Lord right now, but I have the most fire Christian rap worship playlist y'all praise God. He came through and I've got a side a and a side B because I love my Christian rap. And then I love to tone it down sometimes and listen to my my old school gospel. I like both. But like it's just been a complete 180 because like blasting my Jesus music is my favorite part of the day now. And I can only speak from personal experience, but God has given me breakthroughs not just in my circumstances, but one of the first things i noticed once i started to cut that mute that type of music out of my out of my life was that i was hearing from god a lot better and that's not really something i can explain it's only something that can be experienced but by far it has revolutionized my relationship with him it's that's been the greatest change that has come from removing secular music from my phone. And I, I know God wants to speak to each of us. But I had so much static coming through my head, headphones by listening to music that did not honor him that I couldn't hear from him. And God knows what we need. And he's faithful to us to meet our needs when we trust and obey him. Obedience is not comfortable, but when we trust God, we we can rest assured that anything that He wants to tear down in our lives is so that He can sanctify us and build us up to, to be more like Him and think more like Him and hear from Him. I can hear from Him so much more clearly and it's doing this has helped me turn from a lot of sin in my life. There has just been so many benefits. And the reason I'm talking about it is because I want to encourage my brothers and sisters to also cut the secular crap out of their lives too. And like I said, this message isn't to condemn anyone, but there has been a complete transformation from this. And it's something that it has been put on my heart for a long time to talk about. I've kind of just been waiting for the right opportunity because this is something that I want everyone to experience for themselves. So if there's, if there is spiritual power in the music that we listen to that worships God, then it's also just as important to talk about the spiritual power of listening to music that, does not honor God. And the definition of secular is, I probably should have told this, told you this before, but the definition of secular secular is any attitudes, activities, or other things that have no spiritual basis. So in other words, and to put it simply, the things of this world are either from God or not from God. There's no straddling the fence. It's either good or evil. It's black or white. There's no gray areas. So, as we talk about things in a spiritual sense, especially music, we are either worshiping God or worshiping the enemy, Satan. If it doesn't honor God, then it's not from God. And if it's not from God, it's evil, it's demonic. And those are some words that we really need to normalize as part of our, our vocabulary because we can't sugarcoat it. We can't cover sin with grace and call it okay. Because the thing about a relationship with God is that it's not just about consuming the word. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Yes. Amen. Feeding on the word is like feeding our faith, right? but it's also about what you're feeding your mind through what you watch, what you listen to. And the enemy knows how powerful music is too. And if you didn't if you didn't know Lucifer was one of the fallen angels. Yeah, but he was beautiful. Lucifer could sing. There are multiple verses throughout scripture, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Job that indicate that Lucifer Satan was literally a walking, talking minister of music. Isaiah says in chapter 14, verse 11, talking about Lucifer, that your splendor has been brought down to Sheol, talking about his fall from heaven, along with the music of your harps. And it goes on to say in verse 12, how you have fallen from heaven, O morning star, son of the dawn. One of the translations for Lucifer is morning star. So the morning star refers to Satan. Now, want to point this out too real quick. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 16, Jesus is identified as the morning star. So it's also important to understand the context that this is applied to because we have to understand that Satan— is a Christ wannabe, not just a wannabe, but he got kicked out of heaven because he wanted to be above God, which is just not possible. So when scripture talks about the morning star, it is by no means equating Satan to Jesus because as you can see, and um, I forget if it's first Peter or second Peter, but um, it talks about how Satan is, like a lion prowling around looking for someone to devour. And Jesus is also referred to as the lion of Judah. So like when we talk about the lion, scripture indicates Lucifer as a lion. He indicates him as a star. Scripture also indicates Jesus as a lion and as a star, but we have to understand that Satan wanted to be God. So that's how we have to look at those scriptures and that text is that it's not equating him as being equal to, but we're trying to point out that Satan wants to be just like Christ. But the thing is, God made Lucifer very special because he made him a, a very beautiful, bright, musically gifted angel. In Job, it says in Job chapter 38, verse 7 that when the morning stars sang together, all the sons of God shouted for joy. So in analyzing all of these scriptures, we know that Satan was heavily endowed with musical abilities. And since Lucifer is a created being, he was originally created with instruments to provide beautiful music for none other than the glorification of God. Lucifer being the most authoritative and superior, superior angel that he was at best was, we can assume that he was probably the angel of music. So the point of sharing this with you is so that you can see that theologically speaking, Satan has a connection with and a direct influence on music. This is like undisputably clear especially in this day. (laughs) And I'm I'm not going to get into the satanic symbolism and the perverse lyrics of the music we hear today. I don't need to explain how much this music does not honor God. A lot of it is blasphemous. It's disturbing. It glorifies violence, sex, drugs, pride. When you truly listen to the words, you, you can't deny that it's heavily influenced by Satan. And not all... Secular music is inherently evil, but some music most definitely comes from evil sources. No matter how pleasing it might sound or how much we resonate with it, all music is designed for influence. And we know that the devil masquerades as an angel of light. That's 2 Corinthians. So music music serves two purposes. And like I said, as believers... We, we should really see things in black and white, good and evil, and music either glorifies God or it doesn't. And we know that up until Satan's rebellion, music was initially created for the glorification of God. We know that biblically, praise and songs and worship were designed to honor God and cause God to move and go to war for us on our behalf. And what Satan has done with music in today's world, it goes so much deeper than what I can explain in a podcast episode. So when I hear that secular music now, and people are going to think I'm exaggerating when I say this, but that's okay. I literally feel, I feel like I'm worshiping the devil. And slapping God in the face if I sing and dance to something that is offensive to God. So, as I said in the beginning, I just wanted to give you some truth about music and the root and purpose of it. It is a very, very powerful tool, both for God and for the enemy. And my purpose in sharing this with you is to let you know that there is transformation. That will happen in your life when you, when you begin to fill your head and your heart with music that glorifies God. I never in a million years thought I would say that, but I have to talk about it because it truly has revolutionized my walk with God. So I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to add some worship music on your playlist, do some research, look for some artists. I know when I stopped listening to secular music I didn't quit cold turkey like I didn't stop overnight it was a process but I encourage you to make these small steps and and watch and pay attention to how your mind your mood and your prayer life changes when you start listening to more music that honors and glorifies God and if this is something you feel like God is also convicting you about, be sure to pray about it with Him. The same thing happened with me, and I told God that I needed Him to provide a way for me to find music to put on my playlist. But as always, it it truly is up to you to use your own discretion and your own spiritual discernment to decide what is and what's not appropriate for you to be listening to, as well as your children they are by far the easiest minds to influence, so it's important that we're we're being proactive and protecting their their vulnerable little minds <laughs> because this world this world sure won't <laughs> and if you need any help with this, I share this podcast. I do this podcast to make myself available to you, so I always want people to reach out if they need help or have any questions because at the end of the day, that's what we're here for. So my email is in the podcast description, but you can also visit my website and there's a contact form to reach out to me on there too. It's www.promise-perspective.com. So that's, that's it for today guys. Um, until next time, uh, if you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and do so. I Wanted to give you all a brief update. I am probably going to wrap up season one next Tuesday. So um, I'm getting married on May 7th and I'm really excited. I'm also really, really busy and um, it's getting harder. My days are so jam packed. So it's getting harder and harder for me to fit everything into one day. So I'm going to wrap it up for season one next week. So make sure you subscribe because season 2 will be starting very very soon after my wedding. I just need some time to enjoy my husband and I can't believe I'm saying that, but yeah. So I'm super pumped. Uh keep me in your prayers. Keep our marriage in your prayers. Um I'd really appreciate it. You can still purchase my book, Rest in the Rainbow. It's on my website on the homepage and go ahead and dive into that. I pray about that book every single day. I pray for every person that gets their hand on it, that it's a seed that God just plants in their heart. I plant the seed and God gives the growth. So I really encourage you to check out my book, catch up on these episodes if you haven't already done so. And I look forward to spending some time with you all next week. So take care, have a great week and God bless. Oh